You're now tuned into Mikey Check Waifu Waifu! Check, Mike. Check, waifu, waifu. My tell him, is that you? What's up, y'all? It's Bad Internet Houston Tell back to talk to y'all again. <laughs> What's up, Polo? How you doing, bro? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing better. Doing better every single day. I feel that. I feel that. This is episode 108 of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. As always, is brought to you by Lou Complex. Make sure you go to Lou Complex. Dot com use that offer code waifu follow him on instagram at lou complex and on twitter at lou complex us we appreciate that uh also of uh don't talk shop.com ad coming later um this episode is a very special another very special episode because guess what we got a couple of patreon supporters that just joined the fold now i do want to recognize as we always do specific new patreon supporters Shout out to Alan Dennis, who supported us at the Anime Fan Tier. We appreciate you all the same. Thank you so much for supporting us. It means the world to us and also to the GOATs, to our friends at Worst Generation Podcast. We love y'all. Thank y'all so much for supporting us at that Senpai Tier. It means the everlasting world to us. Thank you. Shout out to y'all. Um, we love y'all. We definitely love y'all. Also, to the Patreon producers, as usual, A.B. Aaron Brown, Dre, <laughs> Dre the GOAT G. Ked, Ked the Pro, thank you explicitly. Monique Williams, Nachi, Shanti. Oh, guess who's back? Treesus, he's back. Thank you hey. so much for producing this and many other episodes of the podcast. We appreciate y'all so very much. <sighs> I can't wait to do this episode with y'all today because it's going to be a special one. We have a topic that was actually um, came to me because somebody who we, you know, wasn't really talking ask us a question and the question is what is the appeal of essentially your favorite anime so that topic is coming later in the show we can't wait to discuss that and yours because we have a few responses on twitter and make sure you follow us on twitter at my check waifu um man great episode there is quite a few things that came out for the summer season that we want to discuss too a few new shows that we watched um i'm gonna try not to harken back on older shows but i do want to say remake our life brilliant mm. fucking brilliant amazing I, I might man we i just might have to go into spoiler talk i know i said no at first tell in the pre-show but <laughs> <laughs> i do i do think i want to talk spoilers because something happened in that show that just blew my fucking mind and i thought it was just it was it was really good um oh, yeah 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 and i want to i want to i want to spoil that also, I want to. I just want to say this too, ahead of everything else, and before we get to the spoiler half of the show, which is after the music break. Fucking my hero episode this week was the best episode of the entire season. Yeah, I said you it. You know, and I, I said it. I agree with that. <laughs> I agree. It was it was the best episode of of, of what well, you said this week or uh, the season of the season. Okay, yeah, it was definitely best episode of this season, um, and. I, I, I got more to talk about later on that specifically, but best episode of the season so far, I agree. For sure. It's definitely going to be, um, as we like to do, as we like to give our standout episodes of the week. Oh, man, I watched so much shit, though. 
so much good shit that it's hard to say if that's it. But because that being the best episode of My Hero season, I think I'm going to make that the standout episode this week. So, tell. I'm, I'm going to say uh, Spirit Chronicles is a standout episode of this week for me. Spirit Chronicles. Now, let's start the show and get into it. What's that? All right. So, Spirit Chronicles, I had no idea what it was going to be. I thought this was going to be like, uh, what is that? That we were just watching. Uh, well, well, I thought Spirit Chronicles was going to be something more about like uh, just some action based in another world, almost like Grimgar kind of thing. It doesn't have that same appeal, but I didn't think it was going to be an Isekai, but it is an Isekai. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, basically, and this is going to be a little bit of spoilers because it's the first episode. Basically, our main character starts off with making like a marriage proposal as yes. a child to like his best friend saying, you know, like, hey, look, I'll always be by your side. Mm-hmm. So you know, just, you know, just trust in me and, you know, will you marry me? She says, you know, basically, well, it basically cuts from there. And as soon as it cuts from there, it's a big car crash. Like he's in the bus and the bus crashes and it crashes into a train in the train tracks and the train comes and smashes the bus. Right. Yes. Clearly everybody on the bus dies. Uh, so our main character obviously wakes up in another world. Well, it's not even like, and, it, and the way it, it, it does it is it's like, it's really cool because the main character doesn't seem to be the actual main character in this new world. It's more or less like he takes over the body of somebody else. World. Not even it's like, it's more like this person in this other world gets the memories of, of yes. our main character yes, from the real world. Yeah. So it's super, it's super kind of interesting in that manner. Um, and then they didn't just like jump straight into like this guy got amazing powers and stuff like that. And it was like, uh, he's trying to figure out why these memories are flooding in. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seeing like he's in the slums and I mean, you, I really would recommend people check it out, but I kind of like how they, how they did introduce the magic into the episode and even the combat because like how yes. the combat happened it, it was super well choreographed that super kind of well stuff. animated I was very too. impressed yeah it was really really interesting yeah that animation in that show was was crazy now i was going to say that this one was going to be the sleeper if it wasn't for my hero because this shit shocked the hell out of me i was not expecting mm-hmm. it to be what it was and it was it was incredible like normally when i turn on the isekai nowadays i'm like oh here we go another one of these and to be right. fair there's a couple of them this season. For some reason, a hell of a lot, a lot of isekais this season. But a lot of them do give you that sense of, okay, here we go again type shit. Or at least one of them do. Right. And, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. But this one, I think, is going to be one of the best isekais this season outside of how the realist uh, hero rebuilt the kingdom. because <laughs> And reincarnated Islam. And reincarnated Islam. But that's continuing a, a season two. So, I mean... Does that really count? You know, but, <laughs> right. so like those two are doing it. So, uh, I mean, Spirit Chronicles isn't doing it as different as Rebuilt, but I just like the way Spirit Chronicles is literally telling this story and it feels smooth. It feels like it would have benefited from a longer episode, though, even though right. it still was paced extremely well. Like if I if I had more, I will be I'm, I'm clamoring for more. Put it that way. <laughs> for <Right>. sure <laughs> I agree the way the episode ended I was like they could have gave us more more please I just wanted to see that interaction um to keep on the on the isekai train just really quick there was this one I watched called Moonlight Fantasy I actually just finished it and this one isn't okay isn't bad either this one is about uh a kid but it's a it's more of a comedy essentially 
Um, and it kind of parodies the isekai genre a little bit, which is cool. But it's, it's just about a kid who's uh, not the most attractive kid, um, who's kind of like the mid, the middle child who doesn't really get the attention or love because he's not, like I said, the most attractive. Um, he's an archer who end up getting like, I don't, I don't even know how to fucking describe it, whisked away or raptured away. Um, he doesn't even die or anything like that. He just gets raptured away by this guy who says, hey, listen, I'm going to need you to go to this other world because you're struggling to, to find people. And your grandfather or something like that was this brilliant writer who wrote so many great fantasies. And we feel like you'll be great in this other world. So the the I guess the what's, what would you call a god that's under a god? <laughs> I mean, God's are God and their God is still a God. I guess so. Just a lesser God. So a lesser God essentially sends him to the to the Almighty God, and the Almighty God is this this female who's extremely honest, I guess, if you will, and tells him you're hideous. Like I don't even want you to be the one that I send to this other world. But since you're here, I'm gonna have to. Since you're here, I'm gonna give your ugly ass the ability to talk, to write, and to conversate with all races. And a few other things. That's all she says. But the guy under her gave him like almost half of his power. So he's like like pseudo powerful, but not really. Um, but that okay. that guy that uh that he was sent to threw him on the outside edges of this world, like the fucking just bumfuck nowhere. <laughs> and he literally he's like, and they explain that he's like quote unquote superhuman because he came from another world but they don't know how powerful he actually is. Once he falls, he's like, he's walking literally for three days and three nights, no food, no water, didn't need it. He was perfectly fine, but he did get a little hungry. He then has like this, <laughs> this moment where he has super hearing and he hears this, this girl crying for help. Come to find out it was an orcish girl or like a pig woman or whatever you want to call it. But in this world, they're orcs. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he like with a superhuman, he goes rushing towards it and finds this, this orc, chick getting attacked by uh what is a cerberus if you will and yeah. uh wait cerberus has three heads right yeah but i think they call it like demon dog cerberus too like hellhounds they call him cerberus okay I think. so that works the dog had two heads <laughs> he comes through and he and he literally just throws a regular punch like with his momentum of from him running towards the, the action throws a punch splits the fucking dog in half <laughs> and then he realized oh he has these ridiculous powers and he essentially saves this orc woman the orc woman says hey I'm going to get I'm going to sacrifice myself to this uh, essentially demigod who causes this fog in our village to stop us from being able to you know survive so he's like okay don't do that take me to your village feed me and then I'll take care of your situation he takes care of the situation TLDR. I'm gonna just speed up to the end of this first fucking episode because a lot happened. <laughs> it was great though. It was great. Good episode. TLDR. He goes and meets with this demigod or demi human thing, demigod thing that is essentially Shinra from Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> who looks just like okay. fucking Shinra, and he fights it. This dragon is supposed to be uh uh invincible. It's <clears throat> it's called the invincible dragon Shin. And he fights so it. Shinra. Yeah, he fights it, and he fucking whoops his ass essentially. Uh, and then she's like, she's like, okay, I'm gonna need you to chill and puts him in his box. That then supposedly 
uh, drowns him in happy memories. This is fucking ridiculous. I know. Drowns him okay. in happy memories to the point where he just he wants to stay where he is and just die in that little box. She sees what his memories are and notices that he came from another world and decides, oh shit, I want to know more about this kid because I want to know about I want to know more about this other world. So she forms a contract with him. Come to find out that he's too powerful to form a contract with her. So she has to then sacrifice more of herself to then balance out the power level. Come to f- So the power level is he distributes 80% and she gives 20, which makes her essentially his slave. <laughs> so, and here we are. Wow. The dragon is a girl. Of course, she's hot. Okay. Um, yeah. And then we're going from there. And that's what the episode is. This shit is super funny. Um, I like the main character because he's like, I know I'm, I'm nothing to look at and I know I'm nothing to even be around, but you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this shit the best way I can to the best of my ability. So I'm going to see where it goes. I'm going to continue watching it, um, because I'm interested in it, but there is a show that I wasn't quite interested that you watched and I'm not going to say I wasn't quite interested, Okay, but I just want to mention it because I saw that you watched it and I know you're going to talk about it and that's the case study of Vanitas. Okay. I think I'm going to wait till that's done and watch it. Cause I am You're just, not feeling it. I was not feeling it. I'm like, okay. okay. I do like it, but I, I, I can see because here's what I'm gonna say. Any show that has like the husbandos, like what was it, Noblesse? Oh shit, is that my it problem? It feels like it feels <laughs> like well, it's it's also vampires too, right? Like I don't, I don't say you I don't think you dislike vampires. No, not at all. But I think it's like the hus the husbando vampires, you like, okay, this is not this is not my thing. Yeah, because they, they just do too much. They always do too much. Yeah. I I really like it, um, if we're going to be completely honest. but uh, Talk to me about it. I, or talk to them about it, because I saw the first episode. Okay. So this, this most recent episode, uh, basically, uh, Vanitas is uh, being uh, contacted by the head council of vampires. And they're like, kind of like, Hey, look, we want the book of Vanitas because they're actually afraid of it. What Vanitas is doing is he's using it to cure vampires from having their name taken, which basically turns them into rampant, rampaging, demonic vampires. And normally they would live a life where they have their own sense and they don't have to rage and go ridiculous. Uh, But the book wasn't made to actually cure vampires. It was actually made to curse them and uh that's why the vampires hate it so much and they're actually attacking him in this most recent episode uh i I, overall i think the the reason i like this more or less is because of the lore like i did like that they they kind of they kind of give like the lore and stuff and that's that's always going to be something i think both of us always like um some of the 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 comedic beats aren't really as funny as they should be and that's like one of the other anime i want to talk about uh, but yeah, this the comedic beats don't really hit home on this one. But like when it gets a little bit more serious, and you know they start going into details, like you get like to see how these vampires react and how they do things. Like some of that stuff is really cool. Like yeah. uh, they had one vampire in this latest episode. I don't want to really spoil it, but her name is Jean, which is like Jean d'Arc, the you know the the angel. Yeah. Um, she's a vampire and they talk about this war that happened, you know, between vampires and humans. And there was a vampire or there was a, a like a thousand vampires that stood against uh, or stood with the humans in defense to attack the vampires. Uh, and Jean d'Arc 
the vampire slayed thousand a thousand of them basically instantly and she is come face to face with vanitas and i can't remember our other guy name uh but uh, uh they came face to face with with the two with our two main characters basically mm-hmm. and they're running <laughs> because they obviously yeah. To her. yeah yeah so she's too- let me just let me just interject here if you don't mind i just want to say this show thing. The show isn't bad. It isn't bad at all. I do think it's worth watching if you into uh, the vampire and like the lore of it and shit. I think it's a gorgeous show. I think it looks really good. The animation is so well done. Um, but I just it's something that, like you said, the comedic beats. I love it when it's serious, but the comedic beats between the uh, Vanitas and the other main character are so fucking just they, they just miss uh and yeah it's not it's not meant for this show yeah it's definitely don't fit it don't it don't fit at all so if it was a more serious tone i think i would want to continue to watch it this is just one that i'm I'm gonna keep in my watch list and just watch as soon as it's done you know what i'm saying just take the time sit aside and just watch it through um because i do think it's worth a watch for sure for sure now that's all Let's talk about comedy, though, because I know you was talking about your yeah, other shows, comedy. I watched this is this is a funny show. I got it from the watchers, uh, Panda and Steve. They they gave this recommendation, but it was Life's Left Life Lessons with Yurimichi Onisan, bro. This got to be the funniest anime I've watched in at least the last like eight years. Oh yeah, I see. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. It is ridiculous because <laughs> do uh basically did you read the the uh, description of it? I'm looking at it now, yeah. All right, I'm I'm just gonna read it because I don't really want to talk about it because it, it I'm gonna talk about it, but it's funny. Being an adult is hard for 31 year old Yurimichi Omada. The depressing truth weighs on him. While on TV, he's an upbeat exercise instructor for a children's show, but sometimes he can't keep his sardonic comments to himself. Even his co-workers, a pair of mascots and singing and a singing duo keep revealing the plight of adulthood on air. Regardless, they're working through it one day at a time. And bro, it's like they go one episode, like the first episode, obviously, they're doing like an ABC song where they're supposed to be singing the ABCs. And he goes, ABC, A is for how I have to take antidepressants because I'm really depressed in my regular life. And I'm just oh, like, <laughs> I'm just like, yo, uh, <laughs> It wasn't what I was expecting because I literally I turned it on like this is gonna be something like actually stupid like I'm like this this, this is gonna be like a slice of life is what I'm thinking right yeah. like a slice of life with some like some some comedic beats but I didn't think it was gonna actually be funny mm-hmm. nah bro the way they do it like if you have like kind of like that darker sense of humor yeah. uh, and it's not like it's not like dark like Rick and Morty it's dark it's like dark and still playful but like real real humor like this is how adults in this real position would probably act like hundred percent. It's, it's it's actually hilarious. I laughed the entire episode three. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So I'm gonna see. Look at that. I'm just looking at it. The art style, it looks awful, but it it is. I mean, it, it's not <laughs> awful. It's not <laughs> awful. Okay. It, it it just lo- it looks childish, and then you start watching it, and it's like it, it's gonna still look childish, but then there's like the moments where like. They over dramatize like the facing the faces and stuff. You know mm-hmm. how they how they do that in some anime to oh, make yeah. it hilarious. Like the nose, the nose looks super realistic because of how they drew it this specific yeah. frame. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's definitely not my kind of comedy. All right. I know exactly not, what you're talking about. It, it's super it's like what is that? Shin Chan. Yeah. Yep, but like yep. not as lewd. I know if, our our boy you know our boy Grafu loves Shin Chan. Like that's his shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just could never I never could rock with it only because of that that 
particular style of comedy just never got me. Yeah, know. it's not it's not as bad as Shin Chan. Like Shin Chan is super like crude. <laughs> like like yeah, it's like lewd. I mean, you know, I don't mind lewd humor or whatever, no. but like yeah, it's super crude and sometimes yeah. they get a little sexual, but that kind of stuff. But this one isn't really like that. It's more like real life yeah. is kind of shitty sometimes, kind of <laughs> funny. And I that's why I enjoyed it. I was like, yo, like a reality. They're not check. wrong. Yeah, they, it's not it's not wrong. That's but it's cool. the fact that he the little kids live on TV <laughs> and got them singing songs about how shitty life is. Yeah, I can see but that. But like, but like, yeah, it's 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 funny, bro. I could definitely. See I'm gonna keep watching funny. this one because this is going this is gonna be the lighthearted one of the season for me. Yeah, my and as you already know, my lighthearted one of the season is still girlfriend, girlfriend. That shit is so good. <laughs> is that? I, I meant to start that one today. My the, bad. No, it's all good. That shit makes me laugh for real. For real, <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about it too much yeah. because I talked about it last week. But uh, if you if you guys want to hear my thoughts, make sure you check out episode 107. Um, there's there's one new show that I watched that is it, it has a 3D look to it. Okay. Uh oh. But it's beautiful, bro. It is beautiful, bro. It's so crazy that I'm saying this. I don't think I ever heard you say that. Yeah, it's it's because it's okay. For one, it's I don't know what what they did. Okay. But it's not the the jarring, like terrible frame rate that a normal 3D look gives you, right? The characters are in right. 3D, okay, but they move. It looks fucking like 120 frames per second, like a regular anime move. However, that shit works. It looks like a normal anime, but in that 3D look. But listen, the background, okay, the background of the entire show is is canvas. It's a canvas, essentially a canvas painting. Then the show I'm referring okay. to is the Duke of Death and his maid. Here's the premise. I was gonna turn that on. <laughs> okay. Here's the premise. It's a slice of life where how can you fall in love when you can't hold hands? The situation is that this kid, he was cursed by a witch for whatever reason. We haven't gotten to the full details as to why yet. But anything this kid touches dies immediately. But he was sent oh, no. <laughs> he was sent he was sent to this villa on his own by his parents like yo like we can't we can't live with you so you can go on your own every maid every butler he had left him said no i'm not i can't i can't handle this it's it's impossible to deal with this situation except for two the longtime family okay. butler and the head of the head of that family maids their daughter she decided to stay with him and they're clearly in love with each other she's extremely flirtatious with him she does like super teasy shit to him but in like not the nagatoro kind of way but the but the like i really like you kind of way so i'm I'm going to quote unquote tease you to get your reaction because it's so fucking cute but it's like you yeah. it's it's there it's like you can feel the love that she has for him and you can feel the like love he has for her too and it's like not like they're scared to admit their feelings for each other. He's like, he's just a little bit more shy about the situation because uh, guess what? If she touches him, she dies. So, <laughs> so it's like he's trying to like stop that from happening. But it's it's a beautiful show. Like like it looks really 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 good, and his story is so fucking interesting. Like, what? How would you live in this situation? Right? Like everything you touch dies. Animals, plants, any anything you touch, it just it just dies. So like gloves, does he wear gloves? He does wear gloves. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it it is, don't matter. It is an unfortunate situation, but 
an extremely that's worse than the Midas touch. I know exactly. An intriguing story though, because I want I want to know how this curse is broken. I got a feeling there's some simple shit like love, and I also got a feeling like maybe this maid isn't exactly who she say she is. Maybe she's. Okay. It's, it's just my theory. There's no fucking reason for me to even think this, but my my mind goes when telling a story like this how I would do it something tells me that the maid is the daughter of the witch don't know why I just I that's how I would tell the story to make it super interesting like cause she she's super like edgy she wears black nails she wears a hood like almost like a hood but it's like a a hat thing and her Mm -hmm. earrings are crosses so that alone just having like it kind of symbolizes yeah yeah, it symbolizes some, some darkness so I'm intrigued to see what that is, but she's a, uh, she's dope. She's dope. She might be my wife for the season. <laughs> for sure. I, like I mean, her. hey. I like her I, a lot. I'm surprised it's not from um, Rebuild Our Life or Remake Our Life. And they're okay. They're okay. Um, It's not really much to them yet. Yeah. But we slowly getting there. Remake Our Life is fantastic. We getting there. That's fucked. <laughs> okay. You got anything else you want to touch on? Um, the only other one, uh, we didn't talk about uh how really Hero rebuilt the kingdom. Yeah, I, um, I kind of want to save the overlap, though. You know, since we talked okay, about that okay. one last week, kind of recommended that one last week. Uh, then no, no, I'm good on everything. I think I watched some more, but nothing that's like stand out. Yeah, same, same. I definitely did too. But watch Re- Rebuilt, the, the realest hero to rebuild our kingdom. That shit is good. Another great yeah. episode this week. Um, of course, remake our life and, uh, and everything we talked about today. So if you're willing to tell, let's get into today's topic of the show. Now, today's topic of the show is going to be something extremely special to us. I, I want to kind of go to how it all started. So I started off with a tweet. Uh, I tweeted on the Mike Check Waifu Twitter. Follow us at Mike Check Waifu. Um, I tweeted, good morning to all the fans of ReZero. Somebody commented and said, can one of y'all explain the appeal of this show? Because I just don't get it. I got to the middle of season one and I just couldn't finish it. So I'm like, you know what? We got you. We're going to talk about that in episode 108. Now, this is when episode 107 was dropping. So we've been sitting on this for quite a bit. Now, the topic came from that situation, so we're going to discuss the appeal of our favorite show. And everybody that listens to my check waifu, waifu know our, that our favorite show is ReZero. It's both of our number one and our top five of all time. It, so, it was the only one in our top five between the two of us without us actually talking about it beforehand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is an important factor to note that this is real. <laughs> These feelings are real. Now, we're going to start off with ours and then we're going to read something from the community. The appeal of ReZero Tell, if you don't mind going first. Because I feel so, like I've been talking um, about Overall, yeah. <laughs> overall, the appeal of ReZero, at least in, in my mind, because I, I think there's a lot of appeal, there's the fact that um, even though I feel like we've been learning about the world in every episode, we learn more and more in every episode the the characters and their dynamics with the world are expansive and huge um and that's something that like we we didn't know 
the impact of the characters from the first episode until we get to season two sometimes. Right. And there's just so much to the development of this entire, the entirety of the series. Um, we still, like, if you didn't read the novel, we still don't know the full lore of like how, like how we talked about before the vampires, we had to look, look it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like each, each different like faction and part of this world has some like, has some underlying like layers and so much more of like to the integrity of how the how the uh the scenario the character or the world is developed um and to me that's one of the things that makes this show so like appealing is that there's always more to kind of like peel back the layers on the onions yes and you know how you do that uh but also um just that scenario itself like if it's a scenario that you could see yourself in um, I think immediately that makes it more appealing yes. because if we look at what Subaru does, right. Majority of what Subaru goes through is real. There, there is no, like, he doesn't really have anything overwhelmingly powerful other than the fact that he dies and right. then he comes back to life, you know? So he legit has to figure it out. And the, the crazy thing about it is that he doesn't even have a choice, but to figure it out. Right. Right. Um, because he will continue to reloop his life. <laughs> every time he dies until he figures out what the next step is to progress. Um, so his life is nothing but progression. That's the entirety of the story is seeing him grow, seeing the scenario grow, seeing what happens next. And there's so many anime you'll watch that don't do any of that. They don't have actual progress in every episode or even every season. It feels like. Exactly. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I well say I'm, and I'm going to continue this notion by and I'm I'm going to just say it now. I'm going to I'm going to say it now. I'm going to be allowed to speak for Tell for this because I know this is something I'm shocked that he didn't say already. But I know this is something that we both feel something about a show that not only gives you great characters to latch on to, to either love or hate. Beautiful animation. And then this most important piece, I think that both me and Tell love ever so much is the ability to tell a story with a main character that doesn't know shit. And guess what? The viewer, you as a watcher, don't know shit as well. Okay? You mm -hmm. learn when the main character learns. We don't learn any lore of the world before the main character. We don't learn any of the lore until the main character knows. So, it feels like we can put ourselves in Subaru's shoes, like he, like Tell talked about earlier, way more than any other anime. Now, to on top of that, on top of everything I, we just mentioned, the show is extremely unique and what i like about it the most uh, outside of what i just mentioned is the fact that it makes you pay attention if you don't pay attention to this show you will not enjoy the show whatsoever it's just like steins gate in that in that aspect it's just like uh even grimguard you got to pay closer attention to because you and not necessarily as much as those but you just have to pay attention to exactly what the hell is going on to get a full grasp of the story. Vivi, for instance, that's another one. You have to pay right. attention to get a full grasp. And that's what it's about. Like, that's what watching anime for me is about paying attention or having something catch your eye so much to where you need to pay attention. And that is the absolute appeal to, of ReZero. Because, again, not only does it give you a great main character that we learn with, it gives you fantastic side characters that you can absolutely fall in love with it gives you great villains that you can hate but then empathize with it is just 
essentially the perfect anime <laughs> in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and if that doesn't appeal to you, then I just I lost. We lose. And we can even apply a lot of that to let's talk about uh one that you know, GB just found out that so many people didn't watch Astro right. Lost in Space, right? Stop right there real quick. I'm going to just interject with that. You can write into the podcast at Mike Check White Food on Twitter. Uh, we're going to go to GB, who actually just, as Till just mentioned, and I'm going to read his thing. Uh, sorry, I wasn't expecting you to pull that on me. He said, yo, King Teliano. <laughs> no yeah. Yo, King Teliano on Mike Check White Food, White Food. No one watched Astro Lost in Space. I thought everyone watched that, but maybe I was in the bubble. He, that's what GB said to us after he listened to episode 107 of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Yeah, bro, it's definitely the bubble. It's our circle, like our immediate circle. Everybody that watched it said the exact same thing about the show. It was amazing. <laughs> it was incredible. It was a perfect thing. <laughs> but, but my point is, is that everything that Polo said, right? Those three things that he said, you can apply that to everything in uh, Ash Lost in Space. Nice. Like, obviously, our characters know more about the world than we do. But, like, even once you get halfway through and they start finding out stuff that they never knew. Yes. Right? Like, we're finding out as we go on throughout the entirety of the, of the show. And they're learning things. We're learning things. Uh, we're learning who the true villains are, not even knowing who the true villains are until episode like Or 10. even if there is a villain. <laughs> Right, <laughs> like bro. we didn't even know that it's, until late. It's ridiculous, um, but it's all about how how those kind of those main elements come together into that story, right? Mm-hmm. Those characters, um, how the world is developed, and you know how we learn about that world. Yeah, uh, those kind of things kind of come to kind of all you know coalesce into one ball. That's like, is this good or is this bad or is this amazing? And, and there's some shows that just hand it to you and it's like, bam, it's amazing. You know? Yeah. And the appeal, I'm going to give you just one appeal of Astro Lost in Space that I think most people would jail with is that it has a definitive start and a definitive end. And it's done. You're good. Both are, are good. Both are fire. <laughs> absolute fire and the meat in between it's a fucking perfect sandwich man it's a perfect sandwich uh, so that does it for our appeal we hope that sold you on one of our favorite anime ever ReZero watch it man I'm telling you watch it when you have time when you have and I'm not I'm, I'm gonna say this and it may offend some of you but if you offend it then you you know it's probably true set your attention span aside just like get it get it Get it down. Sit down. I don't know what you whatever you got to do to make sure you you can pay attention to ReZero or Astro Lost in Space and just do it. Astro Lost in Space is a little bit easier um, because ReZero, again, doesn't tell you anything until the main character knows. So you kind of have to have, you know, a little bit of patience with that, I guess, if you will. Um, but s- stick with it and I promise you it'll pay off. You got two seasons of ReZero too, two quality ass seasons. Great seasons. All right. Now. To go into our amazing listeners, they answered they answered the call to this question, and I want to start by talking about uh, one that came from our favorite protagonist, Crystal. She says that if it's not too late to add mine, her favorite anime is K Project. The connection to the characters is huge for me, and I love a good amount of the characters. Makoto being the goat. The animation is beautiful. The story and concepts keep me engaged throughout every part of the series. That is the appeal of K Project. 
which I agree. I agree with that 100. I agree. <laughs> that shit. I watched K Project because Crystal recommended it. So. Oh, not yeah. because I did, but you know, because Crystal. It's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Did you recommend it? Did she? I thought she recommended it. I mean, she recommended it after I talked about it, but you know, it's all good. It's all okay, good. my bad. <laughs> no, my bad. You know, hold on and give me the same way a couple times. I know we do that to each other all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what's so funny, but yeah, absolutely. K Project is great, man. So so beautiful, and the and I'm surprised she didn't mention the music because that shit yeah. spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, spectacular. I agree. Okay. Speaking of uh, Astralos in space, I want to go to <laughs> the home of Young Swagatar. Who says finally watched Asher Lost in Space? It's some gas. Kanata is one of the realest captains. Uh, who are some of the best leaders and captains in anime? Is a question that he asked us. Uh, mm. Best leaders and captains in anime. Uh, I'm Colonel a, Mustang. Yes, Colonel Mustang. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm going to say, um, fucking, I can never remember his name because it makes me sad every time I do. The the cleric and Grimgar of Fantasy and Nash before, you know what? Uh, Minato. Minato. He was fantastic. Fantastic um, leader. Why even bring him up? Uh, you know, we ain't gonna get into it. Watch uh, Grimgar of Fantasy and Nash. Polo ain't shit, bro. <laughs> Kanata is really Just good. Kanata is really good, yes. He was, he, was, he was a quality leader the entire time. He just... And he was willing to learn. Minato... Absolutely. Same thing, but he took on, you know, he took on a lot, yep. a lot of stuff, a lot of stress. Goodness gracious, I, I ain't gonna spoil Grimgar, but goodness, Monado. Hmm. <laughs> Who else? Who else is a quality leader? Oh, man, it's hard. Erwin like, and I mean, like a good. good leader, not like one. Yeah, yeah, Erwin was a good leader. He he was a little shady a couple of times, but he was still necessary, he did everything though. he could yep. for his people. Yep. It was all necessary. Um, what you think about Mikey Coon? I love Mikey. Mikey is definitely a great leader. Um, especially with this latest episode, Tokyo Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like I like his little I like his energy, bro. Mikey is a friend I would have had. Yeah, true, true. actually Polo <laughs> probably would have been Mikey. <laughs> but Polo ain't ain't that nah, savage. Like nah. he's savage, but Polo ain't gonna kill nobody. No, I ain't gonna kill nobody. Depends, I guess. He's not yet. Yeah, I'm about to say it depends. Depends on the situation. All right, let's go to uh let's go to so very unrelated. She says fruit basket, beautiful animation, compelling storyline. Personally, any mythology inspired world has my attention. So that is the appeal of her favorite show, Fruit Basket. Which I I I do like mythology, like yeah, I like mythology based worlds too because it already gives you something that like it's based off of that you can relate to if you have any kind of like understanding of it already. Yeah, which is why I love uh, um, fate so much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm I'm glad I'm glad she didn't go into too much detail about Fruits Basket because the, that the part where she said compelling storyline is the most important piece of it. If you go into Fruit Basket, if you've never seen the OG version, go into Fruit Basket Blonde, you will absolutely fall in love with that show. It's a polo guarantee. Mm. Um, okay, we'll do this one. 
Shout out to Ked the Pro, one of their Patreon producers. He says, let me push that slime agenda for an isekai slime, both manga and anime. Bring a, uh, bring a different vibe. Rimuru, Rimuru is a great leader. I can't believe we didn't say yeah, that. Amazing. <laughs> Got me either. Rimuru and his nation draw you in with silliness, strategic plans, and the fact that he's so overpowered uh, so overpowered makes this series enjoyable and want to tune in every single week. And that's the appeal of Ked the Pro's favorite show. The time I was reincarnated as a slime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about Rimuru didn't even seem like the last, the first part of the season, Rimuru didn't seem overpowered. Like he was getting it handed to him for quite some time. He was getting worked a few times. He definitely was. But it all led to what it led to. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Here we are. Holy shit. And it, it is really like the, the, the beauty, the beauty, like what I think is most appealing to me about reincarnated the slime isn't even like the action anymore. Like the first season, yeah. it was definitely like the action and how things kind of played out mm-hmm. now. in this like second season, it's all about like the, the governmental stuff, like him building the nation. Like that is dope. Like, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but it, it's just so good. <laughs> For for me, the, so good. The, the simple appeal of reincarnated is the start of a slime to what you just said, building a nation. Incredible. Just think about that. You will want to watch that too. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you, you will. All right. So Abe says, he says, my appeal is the conflict of characters, beliefs, and ideals. Show me that and the vulnerable, the vulnerable and human side of things, uh, even though things that seem too good to be true, I kind of butchered that, but he was talking about ReZero essentially. He said, my appeal is the conflict, characters, belief, and ideals. And he's referring to ReZero. Now, that also reminds me of Fullmetal Alchemist a lot from the yes. way that it was stated. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I just posted a TikTok about this, but Fullmetal Alchemist is the anime that made me like rethink everything. I was like, nah, bro. Alchemist can't be this good. Let me figure out what's going on in life. Easy to do. <laughs> Easy to do. Because it it makes sense, man. It makes sense. Yeah. When when shit makes sense, when it's just not ridiculous for ridiculous sake, like ho hos or whatever the fuck. Ho hos, weirdos, adventures, or whatever that bullshit that people love so much. Um <laughs> like it just it just it feels important, you know? It just feels like yeah. I learned something. When I can get something out of oh, anime, wow. <laughs> when I can get something out of an anime, I can enjoy it that much more. Speaking of <laughs> an anime I enjoy so much, uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, Dad Needs to Talk. Uh, he just Let's picked up, he just picked up the podcast uh, last episode. Thank you and welcome, welcome to the show. We appreciate you for joining us and being a part been of. Following it. me for a minute though. Yeah, you've been following us for a while. He says, I, "I'll show my love for Trigon. I love the chaotic energy that follows Vash, which is why his name is Father of Vash. <laughs> I love the chaotic energy that follows Vash, even though things end up in the mess. The fact that he really cares us and wants the best for everyone, uh, everyone he meets, is why I enjoy the series. It shows to not assume you know a person based on rumors. Wow." What is that appeal to me? Even though I've already seen Trigon, <laughs> that makes me want right. to go back and rewatch it because, like, yeah, yeah, I enjoy it. It shows not to assume you know a person based on rumors. That that's that's really good. It's like Ramoni Kenshin in that respect too. Yep, just thinking about it again, it's like, yeah, that's that's basically a lot of it. Yeah, it's live. I love that. Hey, but also, Dash oh, was that dude. 
Yeah, of course. He was actually, <laughs> as a matter of fact, let me you know. I got something for that. But we're going to move on to this next question. The next question comes from AB. Sorry, sorry I'm moving stuff around. Okay. I just want to see, uh, see if I can find this real quick because this is happening. This is definitely happening. Though. What am I talking about? Oh, you're going to see. You're going to see. Make sure y'all follow us on Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash Mike Check White Food so to see the video so version. You Apollo about to pull out. To see the video version of the podcast. Um, okay. Now, let's do this. Uh, okay. Okay. Got my Vash Stampede frames on now. I'm good to go. <laughs> All right. AB says, <laughs> AB says uh, you know, I'm coming for that. I'm coming in with that fairy tale love. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> oh, come on, bro. It always brings a smile to my face when the music kicks in and someone goes off, like off. It gets me smiling like a fool every time. I also really love <laughs> seeing side characters get their time to shine and developing as characters. <sighs> hey, look. Listen. We love you, AB. I ain't gonna. Yeah, <laughs> we ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hit on fairy tale. No. I ain't gonna hit on fairy tale. I'm, I'm gonna let it. I'm gonna let it live. But I ain't even gonna lie to you. High key. If I'm ever watching another hundred episodes of an anime that I don't like, I'm just gonna turn on One Piece again. Man, listen and, it, and watch something no you enjoy. Right, because I actually enjoy One Piece. Watching, if I'm, not, if I'm gonna watch a hundred episodes of something I don't like. It's not gonna be fairy tale. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Never again. No. Even Merck said he hated that, bro. <laughs> Yo, if Merck said he hates something, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, let me just take this time to give a shout out to Izzy on, on your timeline at underscore who gave us the idea for this topic. So shout out to her. Um, let me see. Uh, appreciate you. We definitely appreciate you. It's a great topic, even though you didn't do it intentionally. <laughs> it just kind of happened. Fell right into our lap, so that kind of works out. Uh, did I miss anybody? I did not miss anybody. So, thank y'all so much for writing in. Follow us on Twitter at Mike Check Waifu. I'm keeping these Vash Stampede glasses on until the end of the show. Uh, Fresh. <laughs> uh, it's everything, everything is yellow as fuck. I'm going to just say that. Um, but I like they it. They look good, though. They do look sweet. Um, yeah. With that, should we get into Mike Check Your Soul? For sure. So, as y'all know, Mike Check Your Soul is our weekly rewatch of an older show um, that you guys wanted us to watch. This time it is Soul Eater. Um, we've watched from episodes 10 to 20. Or we, yeah, from episodes 1 through 10 a couple of weeks 11 ago. 11 to 20. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. This week we watched 11 to 20 um, because uh, last week we didn't get a chance to talk about it in 107, so we're going to talk about it now in 108. So from 11 to 20, um, let me start here. I just want to say mm-hmm. I was not in the mood to watch 21 through 30. <laughs> just wasn't, didn't want to do it. Even though we ended on a great part from 11 to 20, mm-hmm. I did not want to do 21 to 30 this week. So I can feel it. From, you know, sometimes a binge is a little much. I get it. It's, um, it's hard. Especially when. It, it, I mean, I get it, especially when like sometimes the characters aren't always hitting. Gosh, like, I yes. think there were some episodes in this where the characters were on point, but then there were some episodes where you were kind of like, okay, this isn't, this doesn't really matter as much. And 
Like, there's a lot of really cool things I remember watching now that I'm looking at like rewatching it mm-hmm. again because you know I've watched it a couple of times. Yeah. Rewatching it again, there's some really stuff I re- I like realized I didn't even realize. Like uh, um, Sid's weapon. Um, her name is Nagus, and you know, excuse my language, but you know the ancient Africans, they, they was Nagus. That was mm-hmm. like a king or or queen. That was how they, how they approached how they approached that terminology, gods and stuff. Nagus was how they said it. And I was like, that's just a really really cool little that's callback, dope. you know? Yeah, yeah. Like just little little stuff that that gets sprinkled in that like is actually like historically accurate. That like, um, Atsuki Okubo. Yeah. Bro, in is I, I love it. Truly, truly, my favorite part about that is catching those references. Um, but for me, I can't like this. Harkens back on what AB said about side characters getting their time to shine. I fucking hate when the side characters get their quote unquote time to shine in the show because they fucking suck so bad, man. <laughs> they are so terrible, bro. Like I and I thought they were gonna get. They're not. They didn't get better. You know what happened though? That pissed me off so much. What uh, happened? Patty changed. She had a fucking complete like attitude change from one one through ten. Like she completely she completely turned into a doofus, and that was not her through one through ten. If she was like a regular normal girl, which I had to go back. Excuse me, I had to go back and verify. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why all of a sudden <laughs> is this chick brain dead now? But at the beginning, right. she was just perfectly normal, having normal conversations with her sister, talking about. The kid getting on her fucking nerves like he does everybody else. I I don't understand why that personality change happened. Is there an explanation? You know, no, I looked at the same thing as you because I agree that that whole personality change was wild. Fucking Uh, the fact that because you look at it, right? They were the Thompson sister, right? Tommy Gunn sisters. Mm -hmm. They they used to be out in the streets. So they actually they can't be stupid now. And I think that what they're going with Okubo is going for more or less is the fact that these like she's supposed to be like the oblivious one. But it doesn't come across that she's oblivious because it comes across that they're making her stupid. Episode one through episode one through ten oblivious yes she seemed very much so oblivious episode 11 through 20 it seemed like they downgraded her to stupid and that that is a a thing i i don't, I don't really agree with um it didn't make any sense because it doesn't all. really fit it didn't fit for like yeah like i can get that she's not as smart as her other sister but, but they i didn't feel even, like there has to be some redeeming quality between the two that she has to have bro they didn't even make her oblivious in the through 10 she was normal she was just fucking normal. And it was it was cool. They were so cool. Like I was in love with those two as like my favorite one, some of my favorite weapons outside of Subaki, obviously. Subaki is just fantastic. Subaki's goaded. <laughs> but those two were just like perfect for me. I'm like, damn, I like this. But like I can't now I can't stand Patty. But like the other sister's still cool. She's just dealing with both the kid and Patty now, which I feel so sorry for. I feel so sorry for her, but again, Black Star fucking sucks. Uh, Subaki is fantastic. He he had his moment where he like where when Subaki was doing his fighting. Like I I always appreciate characters who take one for the who stand by. Yeah, they stand by their their best friends and stuff like that. I love those characters specifically, but yeah, he he, he's still mad, irritating, and mad annoying. I think he'll have some moments that redeem him. But yeah, he does. He's he is irritating for sure. And then, like, I'm gonna just keep it real. 
Soul Soul is fantastic. I, I like Soul. Maka, Soul is yes, yeah, a good character. Maka did some dumb shit at the end of uh, at the end of twenty. That I'm yeah, just like, I mean, just follow the dude. This is what Frankenstein tells you to do. Just listen. Just fucking listen. And then like shit would be different. But no, she decided. Oh, I'm going to prove whatever the fuck it is she wanted to prove, which didn't feel like that, that was to me. Because she's well calculated, well thought out exactly. kind of person. Exactly. Um, and that she was looking for revenge here was a little, a little weird. But I think that, like, I do think that the way Okubo wrote it was like because she was going through this internal struggle the entire time, right? Mm-hmm. Like because her her and soul had been having like beef yeah, for like, like basically t- the last little, like 10 episodes. A little tug of war. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you could see like he was too hot for her to, to carry. So she had to figure out another way to fight. And, you know, they, they were having this kind of internal beef. And I think that the way they wrote it and it probably just wasn't explained properly was that like, this was supposed to be like Tamaka that battle that put them back on, the same level like where they understood each other again right. yeah and then they, it did I, don't, I think it like i agree with you that it didn't quite portray or come across that way it just seemed like she wanted revenge right like she was being foolhardy mm-hmm. and and just was like yeah i'm gonna fight this dude who i know i can't be like first of all bruh he will work you if he really wanted to right. and it's not gonna look fair because <laughs> it's looking mad unfair out there right now <laughs> true Man, everybody else I enjoy though. Well, I, you know what I do like? I do like that Travis Willingham, which is Laura Bailey's, who who voices Maka. Mm-hmm. Travis Willingham plays Free, which is dope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, I like Free. I like Medusa. Free is Wolf Wolf. Medusa's dope. Uh, Frankenstein, incredible. Dope. Um, even uh, yo, even a Spirit or the Death Scythe, he's incredible. Yeah, but, Spirit. Yeah. Um, I think, I think uh, every time because Frankenstein. I remember watching this years ago. Frankenstein instantly became one of my favorite characters in general. Cause I feel like every time you see him sit in that chair, it's like somebody about to get this work session. <laughs> like he about to he about to dog somebody. Yeah. I don't know who it's gonna be, but as soon as you see him sit in that chair, like when he was calling out uh Medusa, mm-hmm. I was like, bro, he called on her shit. What's she gonna do? I love what, what is she gonna do? I love everything about that because what that did was that that pushed everything forward for her for him to <laughs> make the move he made with Sid and then go from there. Like, that shit was cool. Like, shit outside of those three main kid characters, outside of, you know, Maka still being cool, so still dope. Outside of the other we- and the weapons being dope. It's so good, but they give the other two so much fucking screen time <laughs> that it just, it deteriorates the entire show for me. It's hard for me to enjoy, to be honest. And I just did not... I, I'm like, okay, maybe we could do from 11 to 30, but I just can't. I just couldn't do 10 more episodes of that shit. Even though I know it's getting, it's probably going to get better. I just couldn't do it this week, especially with watching all this heat that I was watching this week. I'm like, yeah, it was a lot of good stuff. It was, I can't, <laughs> not right now. So, but come back next week for Mike Check Your Soul. We're going to be talking about uh, 21 to 30. What's up, Till? Yeah. It's one more thing I wanted to say since sure. you did mention that it's a lot of heat you're watching this week. Now, just 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 as a prediction, let's see what you think. Uh, do you think this anime season is successful already with what? the anime that we've watched? Well, shit. 
Good question. Because it's hard to tell how this shit's going to end. But yes, so far, it's as far as our standards are anime consumption artist standards yes it's like five or six it feels like yeah i agree yeah. i agree i was like if if everything stays on this path then yes this is another successful season of anime uh but let's say let's say like those six that we think actually are looking really good right now go downhill we're gonna be like come on bro. i'll be miserable <laughs> <laughs> absolutely no. miserable okay so now let's get to know my check waifu waifu. It's my turn to read the question. Tell turn to read the roll the random number generator. And it's the part where you get to know us a little bit better. Uh, Tell's going to roll a random number generator. And I'm going to read the question associated with that number. And the total is 75 questions. 75. Wait one second here. We're going to hit 72. Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to do this. Fuck. Uh-oh. All right. I'll, okay. All right. I'll go first when this question gets read. Write your co-host anime dating bio. You say what? Write, write, write your co-host's <laughs> anime dating bio. Oh, God. Wait, did you add this question? No, I did not. I had this one? Yeah, you did. <laughs> you made the damn list. <laughs> I'll write tells right All now. Right. Leave me alone. I'm married. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know, bro. Let's see. Um, looking for uh, look, I, I hate it already. <laughs> All right. Uh, looking for harem. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, I do it. Uh. Let's see, looking for her own must like dogs, uh, must like dogs and my personal space. Yes. Well done. Minus the hair. We're going to go there. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to stop there. <laughs> we, ain't, we ain't taking that out. That's you. No, it's not. You're going to get polo or hair on. Stop it. Never. I don't want it. Uh, now, look, look, just so y'all know, uh, on Anime After Dark, they were, they going to do a, uh, a, a anime dating season. We're going to do a, uh, for the love of polo. For the love of Polo. <laughs> I love that. That's a funny title. That's a great title. <laughs> Damn, for the love of Polo. All right. Um, yeah, with that, we're going to take this quick break. And when we come back, we're going to spoil episode 15 of My Hero. Episode 14 of Tokyo Revengers. Episode 2 of Remake Our Life. We'll be right back after these.
welcome back to episode 108 of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Make sure you go to shop.mikecheckwaifuwaifu.com. Um, yeah, we got some stuff there. We hope you like it. This week, we're going to talk about My Hero, since we didn't have an episode last week. We're going to spoil My Hero first, then Tokyo Revengers, then Remake Our Life. So, if you haven't watched the most recent episode, which is episode 15 of season 5 of My Hero, turn the podcast off, come back when you do. We'll be right here waiting for you. All right. Tell episode 15, my my hero. What you think? Uh, I hated it. Shut up, you liar. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not playing. I am not playing. This was the best episode of the season, but I hated it. Um mm. only for how it ended. Whoa, I'm losing you. Yeah, 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 I got you. Yeah, how it ended right. was a cock tease, if you will. Not even, bro. And the reason I, I didn't like, I, I didn't like the ending. And the only reason I'm gonna say this is because it literally went to filler. Um, so like the next episode is definitely gonna be filler, oh, and no. that's cool. That's cool, I guess. Wait, but how, like, how? I did. Did I miss something? Was it after the credit scene or something? It's going to help with Uraraka and stuff like that. Oh, that was the next time thing. I didn't even watch it. Shit. Yeah, and that 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 is not even in the manga, and that's cool. Let them, I'm gonna let them do their thing, but like they could literally skip all that shit. Yeah, and go to my villain academia, and this is made. This is and this is don't. This is the only thing. Like I said, I'm gonna go to positive stuff after this. I'm done talking about what I know for anime because it backfired on Promise Neverland. Mm. Nothing good came from that. So we're going to finish this season. <laughs> and I'm gonna read it. If, if they do the My Villain Academia, if they don't do the My Villain Academia part, Polo, you got to backtrack a little bit just to read the My Villain Academia part because it is by all means the best arc of my hero, but okay. it's also the darkest. And I could see them skipping it because it's so dark. Like, yeah, and this is mainstream now. It's super dark. Uh, but I don't see how... how I don't even see how this anime could progress anymore if they're not going to hit the dark stuff because after this season, it gets very dark and it just doesn't, it won't make any sense for them to like exclude all the dark stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> Unless they're going to go from My Hero Academia to like, all right, this is My Hero After Dark or My Hero Nighttime or My Hero, this is when the heroes get, get, get active. Uh, but other than that, this whole episode was amazing, honestly. Like, the the storyline that they gave with it, the progression for the characters, letting them be with the number one hero and kind of setting up like the overall like talks, planting the 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 seeds for this is what the story is and this is what's happening in four months. Yeah. I was like, let's go. Yeah. Even though majority of this episode was recap of the previous episode, essentially, right? It's it's Hawk's point of view, it's Endeavor reading Hawk's coded message again. But the, the the way that it was structured, I think, was better than anything they've done ever as far as like recaps or just just this information, just this information dump period. And then to transition to them to endeavor saying, hey, you, you know, getting the message of you have to train these students to be able to handle what's coming in four months. And it's transitioning to him saying, OK, I'm going to be the one to train you directly. Powerful, strong. Then they go out and watch an endeavor work was so fucking impressive. I'm like, 
shit. Like you could tell because of the situation he was in being number two to all my living in all my shadow for all that time, motivating him to work as hard as he did. And nobody ever saw it because of all Might. all Might stole all of the spotlight, but looking at endeavor and the way he moves fucking incredible, how hard he worked to get to, to that trash ass father. Obviously we all know that even, even before, you know, I've read any of the manga. I already know he's a trash ass father. Um, Shout out to the timeline, but it's, it's literally <laughs> like, it's so powerful watching him give these lessons, giving the lesson to Deku, understanding everything Deku said from his, 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 one of his rants to, Rant. to giving <clears throat> Bakugo that advice that he gave him from and Bakugo asking him exactly what he asked him. Like, that's real. Like, I, I want to know what I can't do because I feel like I can do it all with this power. But teach me what I can do so I can get better at that. So good, man. So good. I felt character growth from everybody. Even these two dull ass characters has always been dull. Todoroki and and Bakugo. I never really thought they were that interesting, to be honest. They were so, so typical anime that it was like, okay, I like them. They're fine because they're strong and cool. But like you got the Yandere fucking Bakugo dude type and you got the brooding edgy Sasuke Todoroki type like I've seen those before I'm I'm over that I need something more from them yeah. specifically and we got it this episode and previous episodes yeah. prior but not as much as we did this one and it, it was special to me this is this is why it was the best I, episode ever and yeah, I wanted to say the most impressive part like just kind of going back to what you said about how impressive Endeavor is and him going unnoticed mm-hmm. was the fact that he was he was flying with Deku, Todoroki, yep. and Bakugo, right? Yep. And he's just talking to them, giving them lessons while flying. Yep. And he just randomly stops a bus from hitting hitting a woman in the street. You know? And he's mm-hmm. saying, you know, if you're not fast enough, that could be someone's life. And that was just that quick. It wasn't even like we didn't know what was happening next. We didn't know what his actual like what he was saying is. He's he said, I don't let any anomaly go unnoticed. Yep is what he said. Anything that seems out of place, it does not go unnoticed by me. Parallel processing. (laughs) Like, dude is actually a monster. He is actually a monster. He's talking about, yes, learn learn everything you can, but that's not going to help you. It's going to be experience. You're going to have to come here and you're going to have to get a mountain of experience. And that's what he did that I would even say All Might didn't do. All Might didn't need experience. All Might just pulled up and he was there. But like you said, Endeavor had to gain experience and Endeavor is deserving of the number one hero role. Is he as good as All Might? No, but he 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 couldn't be. He didn't have the position to be as good as All Might. But I do think that when it comes to other things, he does surpass All Might as an overall hero in terms of, of awareness yep. and being able to see the grand scheme, the bigger picture. Endeavor definitely got him beat. One of the best. One of the best, for real. Uh... Hawks is cool. Hawks is really cool. I like the way he moves and I like the way he's moving um, for this. He's like yeah. the, the perfect op. Like for he this. He is. They gave him they gave uh, they gave him way more description. In the manga he didn't seem like he was really on the good side. He seemed like he was he was a rat. He seemed like he was working for the villains for real. In the manga at this point. But they're giving us way more information 
from him that make it seem like he's not a, a villain. Mm-hmm. Because I was sure when I was reading the manga that he was about to go out here and kill uh, Endeavor if he could. He was going to try and kill somebody. Interesting. That's interesting. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good dynamic. Then, good difference from the show. Yeah. So it is. It's more information. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I enjoyed this episode again. This is the best of the season easily for me because of the way it moved, because of what we got from it, the implications of it. Implications are always important. I did not like the Marine Fort arc in One Piece, but the implication of what that did to the world of one piece was so important that I like it. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't the arc to me was absolutely terrible with pacing and even storytelling, but the implications of what happened in that spectacular. If that, if that can lead to bigger overarching story for me, that is so goes back to the conversation early. So appealing. And that's what made this this it kind of recovered the season for me personally. Like the season was on super <laughs> average bar, super average bar up until this point. It's got ten more episodes. Still got ten more episodes, so we're looking forward to ex- exceed at least one pillar episode. Just go straight up now. We're looking forward to go straight up now. No more downswings. Maybe who you never know that Uraka uh, episode could be fire. I hope so. I hope I am. I don't pray every day, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, All right. What we happen to next? Let's hop into that. Uh, what did I say? I don't remember. Fuck. Remake our life. Yes. Sure. I love this anime. Fucking shit, dude. Um. Man, just think about this. The concept of what the fuck happened, the conflict, the concept of the conflict that happened. <laughs> Ooh, that's the name of this episode. Con- concept of the conflict that happened is mind fucking blowing, dude. Think about it. You come, you come from the future with your past memories and accidentally subconsciously create a story that was already created. And it just so happened to be your roommate. That shit blew my fucking mind. I paused the show. I stood up in my chair. I'm like, yo, <laughs> thinking about that situation, like you going to art school, you were already into art, like no matter what. So if you read a book that happened to have who became famous, an idea like the one that they used for their project, and then you be the one that's consciously, not on purpose, but subconsciously come up with this idea, blew my fucking mind because what else yeah. could happen, right? Like, oh, so good that that was overall just really cool to me because also like he didn't do it like you said he didn't do it on purpose it was subconscious right yes so he was just like yo this is a really good idea and it's, and we they showed us the process of him yes. thinking of it right the reason like, why it was brought when up. it happened he saw like in his mind it was a train station and you know you see the people aging that's what happened in his mind i'm like yo that's dope and you know he brings up the idea and everyone like instantly loves it um even the guy who original idea was, he goes and says, you know, I don't know if you can read minds or what's going on, but yeah. like, I have the same exact idea. So let's build on it. But that's not even the conflict that intrigued me the most. The conflict that intrigued me the most was the idea of artistic expression. Right. Yes. And this is the issue that I actually had in college when it came to art is that like in art school. And, and this is why I don't do art for anyone other than myself really is because 
in art school, yes, there are parameters, guidelines that tell you this is what you're supposed to do. But also it should be about expression, right? So if you tell me I can only make a three minute video and I make a video that's three minutes and 15 seconds, okay, I get penalized, but I don't care about, don't tell me that, hey, it needed to be three minutes, 15 seconds. Tell me why it's amazing and then tell me why it's bad. Mm-hmm. If why it's bad is because it's three minutes and 15 seconds, but everything else is Grammy nominee worthy. You right. know, I don't want to hear nothing else. Don't tell me nothing else. I don't care. Tell yeah. me it's bad because it's three minutes, 15 seconds. Tell me it's amazing because this is actual artwork and it's the expression that you needed to see. And that they they said that. Yep. They said, you know, don't worry about those parameters. Do what you feel like is necessary. And that's one thing that I just feel like traditionally in college you don't get enough of. But in this show, they're talking about that. That is what expression is. Well, they didn't really uh, say that, right? It, they they kind of... Well, Not exactly like yeah, that, the but they kind of touched on it. The teacher implied it. But what also impressed me is this fucking storytelling. Because again, this guy is a 28-year-old and now what? 18 year old body so the 28 year old mm-hmm. mindset that he's had for a decade brought down to this 18 year old and was like and saying hey this is the assignment so we should follow the assignment is what got him to where he was a decade in the future that 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 mediocre middling i'ma follow the instruction bullshit that led him to go to the school that wasn't this school that he's at now that led him to his mundane life in the future. So that part, powerful for the, for him to come to that realization at the end of this episode. Again, Extremely. so good, man. So I love shit like that, bro. I love shit like that. And people watching the show won't even, won't even think about it like that. I don't, to be honest, I don't see people even liking this it's show. An in, it's an entirely dialogue based show, yes. but like the dialogue is so powerful that I feel like people will like it, but it's it's just going to take the right people, right? This is not going to blow up like some of the other ones. Yeah. But I think, I think this this has a the potential to be. I mean, I definitely think this is going to be the best sleeper, like the one that people didn't didn't peep. This is going to be like probably the sleeper of the season because of how it's going. For sure. Uh, what next next week we should have? No, is it two weeks from now? Mine, mine yeah. is mine is my my sleeper is starts in like. Eight hours. Yeah. Oh, does it really? What's it? Yeah. We're meeting five seconds of a battle or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. That one. I hope it's good. I'm praying it's good. I hope it's good. Because the more sleeper hits we get, fire. the more sleeper hits we get, the, the more we're trusted. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Oh shit. Uh. Yeah. Let's go to fuck Tokyo Revengers. Let's do it. Uh shit, man. We finally learned who this Kizakai guy was. Kizaki, Kizaki, right. Kizaki. That's his fucking name. Kizaki Teta. Um, we finally figured out who he was, and fuck this dude, man. Fuck this dude. Even before he like, even before we knew that he was a badass, like like a literal villain. I hated his guts seeing him walk up as the third division captain myself. <laughs> I'm like, look at this fucking. I- Back. I love that they, I love that they showed him episodes ago though. Yeah, yeah, true. They like episodes. Like we like, saw him in like the epi- second episode, three. I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, I did like his Versace shades though. Bitch was fucking fire. <laughs> 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 yeah, he was, he was a little, 
little fly. He was nice. He was nice. Little dripped up and draped out. But you know what? Fuck that. Fuck him. He ain't shit, man. So yeah, he's um, third division captain. Blew my mind. The reasoning behind Mikey doing that though, I didn't like. Because you need to expand the gang. Yeah, that's bullshit, man. Get that shit out of here. It, it's the politics of being a gang, but also I think it does break the the like what Mikey overall wanted, right? Like Mikey didn't want trouble starters. Yes. And he and he literally did that basically, right? He brought in a trouble starter, and then let not only go that, his, one of his best friends. Yeah, not only that, his morals, like Mikey's morals, is that this is a fucking family to bring in a stranger, essentially. Uh, from a rival gang that y'all just beat exactly then uh that shit that that's that screams stupidity which is not mikey Mm -hmm. at all (laughs) like they're smart they're smart they know better than to do some shit like this because all that's gonna do is call it cause internal conflict and it's Mm -hmm. that's like easy to see so a slight error on that part but again this this show takes liberties because um it moves weird, in my opinion. Good. I like it. I love it, actually. But it, it just moves real funny to me. Our boy is finally part of the gang, though. Oh, yeah, true. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a Toman. Toman gang member now. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, maybe he can actually, you know, do some things now. Yeah. And then the fact that they threw in that picture I just, of, like, the original, I guess you can yeah. Technically five. But there's six of them. Six of them, yeah. Now, interesting. Well, he, it, well we, we found out, you know, Baji, who was, you know, uh, Mikey's First longtime friend. friend growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the gang he's going to with Valhalla is probably run by the other guy who bounced out on him. Yep. I want to know what happened. Yeah, I really want to know what happened and why Valhalla was even created. If that, if Baji's friend, you know what I'm saying, who would seem like his best friend, is the one that started. Why, you know, why did he leave Toman? It's a lot, lot, lot of implications, a lot of stuff going on. What caused chaos? And Mikey was like, "No, I ain't, I ain't with that." Ooh, he might have been a troublemaker. You're right. But again, that goes everything about that was conflict like was just it's conflicting as hell now. It's like you just said, like Mikey's not about conflict. So if they put out Baji's friend, Baji's friend, because he caused conflict, you just invited conflict. So more conflict, right? Like but that's probably why he quit. I think <laughs> I think the understanding is though also this, right? Like <clears throat> Polo, you and I, we've been in conflict before we ain't never asked for conflict that's true but sometimes you know if you got one group versus another group mm-hmm. and you know this group is gonna bring conflict regardless sometimes you gotta bring a little bit of you know backup to the conflict party that's what i think mikey is thinking you know he don't want the conflict but he knows it's coming so yeah. to be like proactive he's building up the you know the strong in his group yeah, but to to not have enough faith in your family, Dominique Toretto, to to bring in a complete fucking stranger who he knows, who Mike even said he knows that is a problem. It, you know, it's it's 
I'm feeling, you know what I'm feeling? You may disagree with this, but I'm feeling plot for plot sakes or or conflict for plot sakes. You know? Um, I, I don't know, because I think that overall, there's going to be someone who is like the head bad guy, right? Yep. Um, because even like if you look at it, right, like he's a key. We knew that regardless of what was going on, we knew he wasn't actually the head bad guy. We just knew that he was someone who was frightening everyone, right? We thought he um, was the head bad guy. Well, I don't think he's the head bad guy. He he's, might be the head bad guy. For he is now. Yeah, he is now. <laughs> as far as we know, yeah, he's the focus. But he's, a, he's the leader they're of shifting the, the focus still. He's, he's the leader of the Toman in the future, though. He's like, he's what yeah. Mikey is in the future. So he's the head bad guy. Well, we know Mikey is still part of Tomon in the future. But he's not the head. So. Oh, it might be. Yeah. But either way, right? Though, like, if we look at this, right? Like, Kizuki, he is, yes, he's a A-head bad guy. But I don't think he's actually the, the focal point. I think, like, there's more behind him driving it. Like, making things worse. Right? Oh, okay. Like, like, like a puppet master. Like, Exactly, like above Baji, like the other dude who left Tomo, like they dropped that for a reason, obviously, like to kind of give you that hint that the sixth person who left might be the the other person who is, you know, in charge of everything at the moment. Mm -hmm. I think that was the the thing that's like Kizuki is just a, a vehicle to drive to that plot. I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I could be wrong. You know, we both throwing out theories out here. Yeah. You know, I just because I, 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 I don't think he's a key is like going to be a prevalent figure mm -hmm. much longer. I think he got like three more episodes, two more episodes, and then we on to the next. What's really the bad guy? What's really happening out here? What you saying makes sense. Like it, it could happen. I just don't think it. It is because of the the threat that he holds. In the future, right? Like, fucking Draken was like, "Yo, I wish I could have killed Kisaki. You know, I wish shit would have been way different. I would have killed him instead." Like that. I, that says to me, maybe I don't know. Maybe he yeah, is. But, but he's he's like, if you notice, like, think about it. They even dropped his hint when when after uh, Takimichi punched him, right? He asked him, "Okay, uh -huh. so so your gut or your face? Pick one." He said, "Okay, well then my gut." He's obviously a sly fucking like chess player. Okay, if you say your guts, you're gonna tighten your guts. So I'm gonna knock your ass out on your face. So like he's like a sly ass cockroach type dude, which those make probably some of the best villains. And that's why he got to where he is in the future. But that's just my theory. I feel you. I don't think. But I think what I'm what I'm trying to see is like, do you really think he's the one pulling the strings? And I, I, yes. that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's pulling the strings. I think someone told him to have Takamichi killed, or, and he keeps failing at getting Takamichi killed. I don't think he's got, Kizuki's got the actual. I don't think he's got the actual plan. I think he's just trying to carry it out for somebody else. Oh no! Yes, yeah. That's where I think the opposite. I think he is the he is the one carrying out the plan because Takamichi's best fucking friend, like he has something on his best friend. Like what Draken said, like basically he wants to break everything that Mikey loves. Exactly. Because Mikey won't be like his best friend or some shit like that. Or whatever, whatever that is. It's it's strong. I don't even think he actually likes Mikey. I just think he's he just wanted to take control. Like he was like, 
oh, it looks like there's conflict in the Tolman. Like he was he was plotting some shit. Yeah. He's like the fucking bug uh, Yu-Gi-Oh player in, in Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> That's what he Weevil. reminded me of. Weevil, yeah, there it is. You remind me of him, a sly ass. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot. It's a lot. I love Tokyo Revenge though. It's good. So we still plan yeah, on reading it, it when it's done. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm going ahead and blow, blow through that. Cool. As soon as it's done, we're gonna pick it up. We're gonna read it, and then we're gonna talk about it continuously on my check wife wife. And with that, let's go. Let's wrap. All right, so we just finished talking about Tokyo Avengers. How important do you guys think Kizuki is to the plot of this story? Is he fodder? Find out next time on this episode of Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Remake our life. Concept of conflict. I like that name, Polo. You did that real good. Um, My Hero Academia. Best episode, Polo says, ever. I'm going to say it this season. Um, we had a break. Let us know what you think about that break song. Polo might put it in a playlist. We don't know yet. Um <laughs> Get to know Mike Check Waifu Waifu. Write your co-host anime dating bio. Let us know what your anime dating bio looks like because Polos is looking stacked out here. <laughs> um, <laughs> in this week's Mike Check Your Soul, we talk about episodes 11 through 20 of um, Soul Eater. Are y'all feeling what Polos feeling or are y'all feeling me like more or less? I guess we both kind of agree. Some of these characters are getting mad annoying, but it's an older anime. Maybe that's just with the age of it. Nice. Uh, we had some great Twitter questions. We also appreciate y'all answering in on the on the topic of the day is the appeal of your favorite show. Our appeal of ReZero, you know what it is. We gave it to y'all. Let us know what the appeal of y'all favorite show is. Um, Polo also watched The Duke of Death and His Maid. Uh, I watched Life Lessons of the Year, Michi Oni-san. And then uh, Case Study of Benitas. Paul also watched Moonlight Fantasy. I'm gonna pick that one up because he said it's hilarious. It's so if it's that funny, I'm gonna watch it. Um, and funny. then Spirit Chronicles. <laughs> we <laughs> okay, not kind of funny. <laughs> we both watched Spirit Chronicles. Let us know what y'all think about this Izakai if it's really, really that good. But also, don't forget we got some new Patreon subscribers, Alan Dennis, and then of course our friends over at Worst Gen Pod. We appreciate y'all. That's been episode 108. I've been at Polo Born Fly on all social media. I'm King Teliano on all social media. You can follow our social medias at Mike Check Waifu on Twitter and at Mike Check Waifu Waifu on Instagram. And as always, Mike, Mike, Mike Check. check, 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 check. You're now tuned into Mike Check Waifu Waifu.